After 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Friday, Erev Shabbos. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
נחמו עמי, נחמו עמי, יאמר אלוקיכם. 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 דברו על לב ירושלים, דברו על לב ירושלים, נחמו עמי, דברו על לב ירושלים. אמר השם, אמר השם, את מי צריך לנחם? האם לא אותי צריכים לנחם? מי שנשרף ביתו, מי שנשבוב עליו, את מי צריך לנחם? נחמוני, נחמוני עמי. נחמו, נחמוני עמי. נחמו, נחמוני עמי. מחיתי, מחיתי דמעה מעל כל פנים. נחמו עמי, נחמו עמי, יאמר אלוקיכם. נחמו עמי, נחמו עמי, יאמר אלוקיכם. נחמו עמי, נחמו עמי. יאמר אלוקיכם. נחמו עמי, את מי צריך לנחם? האם לא אותי צריכים לנחם? מי שנשרף ביתו, מי שנשבו בניו, את מי צריך לנחם? נחמוני, נחמוני עמי. מי שנשרף ביתו, מי שנשבו מי שנטרף צונו, האם לא אותי צריכים לנחם? נחמו, נחמו לי עמי. נחמו, נחמו לי עמי. ומחיתי, מחיתי דמעה That shriek your weary face 
Your wounded soul will be consoled by the wonders of this place. Laugh away the fears, there's no need to be afraid. This storm will pass, see sunlight splash on these stones and on your face. After these long days of sorrow, after these long nights, and there'll come a time to leave the sadness behind. We'll rejoice again. After this black night passes, a new light will dawn and you'll see, look how it shines, follow the signs, Nachamu Ami, Nachamu Ami. So be strong, be true, be brave, you gotta keep your head up high, you're young
Good morning and welcome to 91.1 FM, 90.1 FM in the Catskills, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial, around the world on the web, jmtheam.org. Special hello to those who are tuned in on the NSN app and commenting on the app. Another great comment I just saw. 
on the NSN app. Thank you, listener Yehudis. She writes, the best part about my flight home being canceled is that I booked a different flight, changed my seat, and made a new Jewish friend who I introduced to the Nachum Siegel Network app, Baruch Hashem. Thank you. We heard that from more than one person yesterday about uh, the fact that they utilize their <laughs> their time away in a different state or a different country to actually recommend the Nachum Siegel Network app to the uh, fellow travelers, and that is much appreciated, believe you me. Friday morning broadcast, JM and the AM, on this final day of July 2015. That's right, it's Friday, July the 31st. It's Tubaav, day 15 in the month of Menachem Av. Today is Tubaav, a day of celebration. Erev Shabbos Parshas Ve'eschanan, it's Erev Shabbos Nachamu. It's one of the reasons you heard so many Nachamu selections. Shlomo Katz, Slova Zemmer, Aspak Laria, Aryeh Kunstler, Aaron Razel. Before that, Eitan Katz with the Nigun. Celebrate from Eighth Day. And, of course, Regesh with Moda'ani. A lot of Nachamu music in that set, though. Because tonight begins Shabbos Nachamu. And a very special hello to all those who are going to be celebrating Shabbos Nachamu in so many different areas. And enjoying, I hope, a wonderful weekend. We're getting ready for the uh, Zitzer Ufruf on the Lower East Side of Manhattan on the Shabbos Nachamu. And I know that a lot of people have great Nachamu plans out there. So uh, enjoy. And the weather looks great. 74 degrees outside with 65% humidity. Winds are west at 2 miles an hour. Sunny today with a high of 92. Clear tonight, low 73. Mostly sunny for tomorrow with a high temperature of 90. Yerushalayim is at 93. Up in Guilford, New York, our friends at Camp Misora are getting ready for an amazing Shabbos Nachamu. I know they have incredible music planned for tomorrow night. They're at 58 degrees, going up to 83 with sunshine up in Guilford. Here in Jersey City, it's 74 degrees on a Friday morning at JM in the AM. One hour from now, Malcolm Honline, Executive Vice Chairman of the Conference of Presidents, of major American Jewish organizations. He will join us for the weekly update. Malcolm Holmline, one hour from now. He'll join us for the weekly update. And um, what can I say? There's a lot to talk about, and I mean a lot. And he'll join us for all that coming up. Should be a very, very interesting conversation this morning. Rabbi Yudin, of course, with Parshas Ve'eschanan and Shabbos Nachamu coming up about 8.15. Judah Michelle is going to join us from the Camp Ask uh, campus. He will join us because they have a major day this coming Sunday. Yeah, we'll tell you all about it. If you were listening to the show we did from Camp Ask, you already know what I'm talking about. But we will tell you all about it coming up. So get ready for that. So plenty happening here on a Friday morning, Erev Shabbos. It's JM in the AM. I want to thank everyone who tuned in yesterday. We had a great day on our stream at jmintheam.org. And uh, on the NSN app. So a big thank you to everybody who was listening throughout the day yesterday. Oh, and I saw Sam Gross last night at the Menlowitz wedding. And again, Mazel Tov to Gabriella and Yitzchak Menlowitz. A wonderful celebration at the Sands last evening. You wanted to see Jewish music personalities. Last night was the night to be at the Sands. <laughs> it was an unbelievable gathering of uh, a tremendous chevra. Just remarkable. And the Mazel Tov, of course, uh, to both families from all of us here at the JM in the AM. So last night I'm at the uh, Menlowitz wedding, and uh, I see Sam Gross. He says he has uh, family in both Massachusetts and Pennsylvania who are tuned in to JM in the AM via the live stream, listening on a daily basis. So I wanted to uh, wish the Gross family and the extended Gross family 
a, a special good morning on this Erev Shabbos Nachamu as they are tuned in in Massachusetts and Pennsylvania to JM in the AM, and it is much appreciated. Plenty more coming up. Keep it here with Yehuda Green at 91.1 FM, 90.1 FM in the Catskills, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial and around the world on the web, JM in the AM.org.
Sad song, a little bit happy, both. The Kovitz is Shabbos. Give me how many, friends, give me how many, hold on to the last note. Can you imagine? Can you visualize? Can you think about? About 2,400 years ago. Somewhere on a street corner in the holy city Yerushalayim, and maybe, maybe, maybe it was on Matzohe Shabbos. Yeshayahu Anavim, 
came down somewhere, somewhere from the Harabaye. You know, sweetest friends, let me tell you, according to our tradition, everybody knows that they have Teure, the portion of the prophet we read, after a certain portion of the Teure. That means that the prophet prophesied this on that Motsoi Shabbos of the portion of that we hear. We start getting involved in the depths of it right now. So Shabbos was Hanan 2,400 to 500 years ago, Yishaya Novi listened to the Pasha was Hanan and he came down to the streets and he prophesied and he said Nachamu, Nachamu Ami
immer sweetest friends. Says Nachem und Nachem, Ami. Console my people. Don't ever stop consoling them. And then it says, Dabru Alev Yerushalayim. Speak into the heart of Yerushalayim and Kirelio. And call unto her. You know, sweetest friends, sometimes a person is so desperate for consolation. Sometimes a person is so desperate for one good word that when you want to give it to them, they run away. Can you imagine Mashiach walking right now? Most of us would just run through the window. Couldn't believe it. I want it so much, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. So he says, Tabu, Alev Yerushalayim. When she runs away, don't stop. Run after her. Keep on crying loud. It's true, it's true. Yeah, I know it's so true. Sometimes you want to talk to your children, they're crying. They run away. Because they're waiting for Mashiach so desperately. Give me how many one more time. Amazing Reb Shlomo Kalbach. Uh, Shabbos Nachamu was made for him, I think. Shamayim with Nachamu. You heard the Nachamu medley from the Maccabees. Yehuda Green with Nachamu off of Barcheni. America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard and listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope. Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial, broadcasting live from the Sonia and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey. Around the world on the web, jmnam.org. Galit Tal in the background with our news from Israel coming up. Friday morning on this Erev Shabbos Nachamu, Erev Shabbos Parshas Vyaschanan. We're 40 minutes away from our weekly update. Malcolm Holmline will join us. Make sure to be tuned in around the world on our websites or on the NSN app. For the weekly update coming up. Galitzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for Friday is next. Boker Tov from JMNA. Galitzal, Shashtayim, Kan Shibel Karmi Mansur, Imasha Koreach Shab. Terror Yehudi Bakfar Duma Leyad Shem, Tinok Palestinian, Israf Lamavet, Behatsatat Bait Bakfar. הוריו ואחיו נפצעו קשה. מוחמד דוואבשה, שכן וקרוב משפחה של הנפגעים, היה עד לאירוע וראה את התוקפים. ראיתי את סעד מוטל על הקרקע וגופו עולה באש ואשתו אותו הדבר בוערת. אדם אחד עמד מעל הגבר, השני מעל האישה, ושניהם היו רעולי פנים. דברי דוואבשה, 
בני המשפחה נלחמים על חייהם כעת בבתי החולים בישראל. האב מאושפז בבית החולים סורוקה בבאר שבע במצב אנוש, והאם והאח מאושפזים בבית החולים שיבא תל השומר במצב קשה מאוד. ניסיון פיגוע בבנימין, סמוך לכוכב השחר, נפתחה אש מרכב חולף לעבר רכב שבו נסע ישראלי. איש לא נפגע, נזק נגרם לרכב. בעיר העתיקה בירושלים נפצע שוטר קל לאחר שאלמונים ידעו לעבר כוח, כוח משטרה, אבנים ובקבוקים. נעצר חשוד במקום. השר לביטחון הפנים גלעד ארדן סייר בירושלים וקרא לנציגי כל הדתות והמגזרים להרגיע את הרוחות. ניתאי ענבי שמע אותו. אני רוצה לנצל את ההזדמנות לקרוא מכאן לכל המנהיגים, בין אם אלו מנהיגים רוחניים או מנהיגים אחרים, לקרוא למתינות, לרוגע, לדו-קיום. עם שילדיו נשרפו בשואה, צריך לעשות חשבון נפש גדול אם ממנו יוצאים אנשים ששורפים בני אדם. הרצח גורר גינויים בימין ובשמאל. חברת הכנסת ציפי לבני מהמחנה הציוני ודני דיין, לשעבר ראש מועצת יש"ע, הגיעו לבקר את הפצועים בבית החולים שיבא תל השומר. קשה לשאת את המחשבה שבני עמי עשו את הזוועה הזאת. זה יכול להיות רגע מכונן בחייו של כשנבין מה קורה בו וגם נילחם בזה. בנושא הזה אין ימין ואין שמאל, אין יהודים וערבים. או שאתה בן אדם שחי ופועל לפי אמות מידה של מוסר, או שאתה פושע שמבצע פשע או מזדהה עם הפושעים. גם נשיא המדינה ראובן ריבלין גינה את הפיגוע. כתבנו אורי יעל קיים. יותר משאני חש בושה, אני חש כאב, כאב על רציחתו של תינוק קטן, כאב על שבני עמי בחרו בדרך הטרור ואיבדו צלם אנוש. כך אמר הנשיא ריבלין במסר לעם הפלסטיני והוסיף, לצערי הרב עד עתה נראה שטיפלנו בתופעת הטרור היהודי ברפיון, אולי לא יופנמנו שמולנו נמצאת קבוצה אידיאולוגית נחושה ומסוכנת, אני מאמין שככל שנבין שמולנו נמצאת סכנה מהותית למדינת ישראל, נהיה נחושים יותר. לעמוד מולה ולעקר אותה מן השורש. ביתר ירושלים נכנסה ב-95,000 אירו על ההתפרעות בשערורה, כתבנו שמואל מוניץ. את הקנס תצטרך הקבוצה לשלם תוך 90 יום. בנוסף הוחלט כי אחד היציעים באיצטדיון טדי ייסגר במשחקה הבא של ביתר באירופה. כזכור, במהלך המשחק זרקו אוהדי ביתר ירושלים אבוקות אל המגרש, וחפץ שנזרק מיציע אוהדי ביתר גרם לפציעתו של שוער הקבוצה הבלגית. הטניסאי הישראלי ישי אוליאל, בן 15, העפיל מוקדם יותר היום לגמר היחידים במשחקים האולימפיים האירופיים לנוער בטבילסי, לאחר ניצחון בשתי מערכות על יריבו הפולני. כתבתנו קרן בן מרדכי מוסרת שמשחק הגמר ייערך מחר. בייג'ינג נבחרה לארח את משחקי החורף האולימפיים ב-2022. הוועד האולימפי העולמי הודיע היום כי בירת סין נבחרה בתום הצבעה צמודה, בה זכתה בייג'ינג ב-44 קולות. בייג'ינג היא העיר הראשונה שערכה את משחקי הקיץ בעבר, ותארח גם את משחקי החורף. תחזית מזג האוויר אצלנו, חם ויבש בהרים, הוויל במישור החוף. במשרד הבריאות מבהירים כי הרחצה בחופי דור אסורה בשל זיהום במי הים שם. אלה החדשות שעורכת טלי חזקאלי, בצוות בת רווה ועידו אשכנזי.
JM and the AM. Ami Randvir with Ani Yehudi here at JM and the AM. Before that, you heard the uh, selection by Micha Gammerman. That's Rock Simcha, big request here over the last few days. Isaac Honig with Kesser off the Tana Bay CD from Deershoe. That came out in celebration of their big seum back in March. Friday morning, Erev Shabbos. It's Erev Shabbos Nachamu. It's Tuba Av. Good morning, everybody. Enjoy your Tuba Av. Erev Shabbos Parshas V'Eschanam with candle lighting time at 7.52. Don't forget, Matis continues the amazing JM Sunday tradition this coming Sunday. Starting at um, 7 a.m. Eastern Time, all the way until 9 o'clock. Keep that in mind. Matis uh, has presented over 150 straight JM Sundays. And speaking of the Weingast family, I take this uh, opportunity to wish Ellie a Mazel Tov on the uh, big Ufruf this Shabbos. Ellie and the entire family, Mazel Tov, and of course to the extended Weingast and uh, Engelmeyer families. Mazel Tov from all of us here at JM Nam, the Ufruf coming up this Shabbos. We say congratulations, Mazal Tov. Candle lighting at 7.52 on this era of Shabbos. 74 degrees outside with sunshine and a high temperature of 92. Boy, I'll tell you. Era of Shabbos Nachamu. Get to where you need to get to early so you're not stuck on those roads in this heat. <laughs> Leave plenty of extra time, as the expression goes. Uh, the brand new recent single from Yaakov Shweki. It's called uh, I Can Be. Here it is, brand new at JM in the AM.
we give to one another. Loving is giving, and giving is life. Life is the people we love, and what we give to one another. Loving is giving, and giving is life. Jakob Schwecki, I can be. Hey, I want to wish a happy birthday to a listener, Silky. Listener Silky is celebrating a birthday on this tuba of. We say happy birthday from all of us here at JMN. You have a comment for our app? Very easy. Go to the uh, home screen of the NSN Nahum Siegel Network app. You can comment and uh, ask questions, etc. Malcolm Homeline, about 20 minutes from now. Weekly update coming up. Plenty of news to go through, of course. We'll do all that happening right here at JM in the AM. As we said earlier, Matis is going to be uh, taking care of JM Sunday. Uh, as he does every single Sunday morning, make sure to be tuned in starting at 7 a.m. Eastern Time and realize that he has uh, a newscast from Israel in English each Sunday. Yeah, that's something that our listeners always request. You can tune in Sunday morning and hear that with Matis on the stream. It is a live presentation every single Sunday. So check it out. Want to wish a mazel tov to Gabriella and Yitzchak Menlowitz. The wedding was last night, a spectacular celebration out at the Sands to uh, the Rosenthal and Fadloon families and to um, Elizabeth and to Shia and the entire Menlowitz family, everybody out there. A very special mazel tov from all of us here at JM in the AM. Gabriella and Yitzchak married last night. It was an incredible celebration. Really wonderful. Uh, Monday, Mayor Fertig will be here. Uh, I'm back here on Tuesday, and uh, Wednesday is the day that we are going to be uh, in Connecticut at the start line of the Bike for Chai ride. Um, the Bike for Chai is uh, is now one of the the premier events of the of the year. It's just unbelievable. And many of you are familiar, because we've been talking about it here, many of you are familiar that on August 5th and 6th, they're going to 
ride up to the world's greatest finish line. We're going to be up there, in fact. So yesterday they were at 4.82 million. Yesterday the bike for high, if you go to highlifeline.org slash events slash bike for high, uh, they were at 4. Point, uh, they were at 4.82, right? They're now at 4.98. They are under $15,000 away from 5 million, which is unbelievable. As it's been described here, that's the entire budget for a Camp Simcha season. So uh, a lot of great work being done, a lot of wonderful things happening, and uh, we'll be there Wednesday at the start, we'll be there Thursday, you'll hear that on the stream starting at about 2 p.m. live on Thursday, way after our live lunch, and we are looking forward to it, Bike for Chai, it's a big week coming up, and we're hoping that a lot of people out there continue to participate and to support it. Happy anniversary number 12 to Dahlia and David Levy of Teaneck, New Jersey, happy anniversary number 12. On this tuba av from all of us here at JM in the AM. Yeah, tuba. Oh, we got to dig out the tuba av. We got to, we got to get the schlock rock tuba av. All right, we'll try to do that coming up. Plenty more on a Friday. Erev Shabbos Nachamu. It's JM in the AM.
J.M. in the A.M. It's Ohad, brand new with Sameach. You also heard his uh, Koat Adikim to open up those three. In between, Schlockrock with Tuba Av on this Tuba Av morning here at J.M. in the A.M. Friday on this Erev Shabbos, Parshas V.S.Khan on its Erev Shabbos. Nachamu, everybody. Candle lighting at 7.52. Weekly update, Malcolm Honline coming up, Executive Vice Chairman of the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations. Remember, you can listen around the world on the NSN app. You could actually uh, comment on the NSN app as our conversation goes on. Uh, so check that out. If you don't have the NSN app, put it in your uh, Android or iPhone ASAP and uh, start listening. You'll love the experience. A lot of great features on that app. Sunny with a high of 92. Erev Shabbos Nachamu at JM in the AM.
Srilly Twersky uh, selection entitled Tons off of the CD entitled The Kabtsani here at JM in the AM. Erev Shabbos Nachamu, thanks for joining us, everybody. Hope you have a great uh, Nachamu coming up. Uh, leave plenty of extra time. It's going to be one of those hot, sunny days. I'm sure a lot of people on the road heading away for a Shabbos Nachamu activities, so leave plenty of extra time, of course. 
Want to wish a mazel tov to the Weingast family and, of course, the Engelmeyer family. Ellie Weingast celebrating Zufruf this coming Shabbos. Ellie, mazel tov to you from all of us here at JM in the AM. That is, uh, that's incredible. If you would have told me, I don't know, 20 years ago <laughs> that we'd be together celebrating the Simcha, I would have uh, never stopped praising the one above. So today we could certainly gather together and praise the one above for the ability to celebrate these Simchas together. And a special Mazel Tov going out to the Mendelsberg and Zitzer families. The big wedding is coming up in Chicago on the 5th of August in the Ufruf. Yehuda Zitzer's Ufruf is this coming Shabbos, and we look forward to participating and celebrating with Michelle and David and the whole family. So Yehuda Zitzer's Ufruf tomorrow, Lower East Side of Manhattan. We say Mazel Tov from all of us here at JM in the AM. And again, a Mazel Tov going out to the Menlowitz family. Uh, Gabriella and Yitzchak Menlowitz married last night. A wonderful celebration out at the Sands. Mazal Tov from all of us here at JM in the AM. Keep the good news coming, as they say. Uh, JewishWorldReview.com. Check it out before Shabbos. And you'll have the ability to print out thousands of articles about issues of the day. They do a whole comprehensive look every single day at what's happening out there. And they also, coincidentally, continue to highly recommend our incredible live stream to all of their hundreds of thousands of readers. So thank you, JewishWorldReview.com. Check them out and enjoy. Malcolm Holmline is Executive Vice Chairman of the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations and joins us for the weekly update on this Erev Shabbos Nachamu. Mr. Holmline, welcome back to JM in the AM. Oh, good morning to you, Nachamu. Hope you have some great Nachamu plans. Uh, God willing. <laughs> you, probably, you probably haven't thought that far in advance yet. <laughs> I'll find out in a little while. <laughs> That's for sure. Uh, all right, I'm starting with the good news this week. I, um, I saw that... Oh, <laughs> I see that Omri Caspi, the wonderful Israeli NBA player, actually took players from the NBA. And you know how influential they can be, Malcolm. I don't have to tell you how influential NBA stars can be in this country and around the world these days. Took them to Israel, fact-finding mission, a sort of his anti-BDS move. And it reminded me, aside from your comments about this, which we welcome, it reminded me that everybody out there has a role to play in this battle. And look what he did, an NBA star who could certainly stay in his little insulated community of basketball and not do anything in regard to Israel. And I don't even know if people would uh, express any public displeasure about that. And look at the role he takes on in this regard. Uh, it's true, and you know this is a program which we helped initiate more than two decades ago. Brother we went to with Rush Limbaugh to Israel, and we started America's Voices, which has taken by now hundreds of top uh, figures, sports, entertainment, uh, religious leaders uh, continues to have trips every month, uh, and most recently we've had the Asian American leaders. We've had the stars of key television and uh, movies who tweet and Twitter and Facebook to millions and millions and millions of people, especially young people, often audiences uh, we can't reach. Or, uh, and, and when they give them the message, when they tell them what Israel is really like, when a sports figure comes back and talks about it. And the first thing they all say is this is 180 degrees different than what we expected. And they debunk this, the uh, charge of, of an apartheid state. Yep. They, they, and and they're, it is credible coming from them because people know. I mean, they don't have a particular interest or, or record 
in that regard. And even though uh, many of us of us may not have the influence of. Uh, you know, NBA stars. Um, nonetheless, everybody has a role in all this. In other words, uh, you know, each and every week you're giving calls to action, reminding people about calling members of the United States Congress, about uh, playing a role in our own little BDS fight, you know, wherever it may be, whatever corner of the world it may be. This is a big reminder that big or small, everybody has a role to play in all this. Absolutely. This is, uh, and you never know what initiative people have taken. Young people have taken initiatives that have had amazing results. And uh, everybody should should recognize that they can be empowered, and they by taking on the activity, doing things, you should be surprised what it leads to. No question about it. All right, um, there's a uh, there's a report, there's a story that came out in the uh, I think it was the Washington Post, if I'm not mistaken. It says when a Washington official and the Washington Post fabricate Israeli praise for the Iran deal, is it possible that we sometimes have to look with skepticism when we hear a positive word coming out of Israel about this Iran deal? You might say it if it's a positive word about anything, but the, <laughs> uh, the fact is that um, people should be skeptical about every report, even when it comes from credible sources, because one doesn't know the circumstances. Yesterday there was an incident where a French official briefed members of Congress on the Iran deal, and his comments were very surprising. It was an off-the-record briefing, but two members, a Republican and Democrat, went public because they thought what was said was of such vital significance and importance because essentially they said they tried to get a different deal and and the U.S. Um, moved ahead with some they felt was was not acceptable, and that going back would not create a war, and it would that they thought a, another deal could be negotiated, et cetera. And the French ambassador later goes on the air and says, "No, that's not our position. It wasn't said. It wasn't true. There will be more members today who will come out and say that was what was said mm. by a national, the equivalent of a national security advisor to President Hollande of uh, of France." So people will now read the the story of that the what the ambassador said will think that the uh, others were not telling the truth or the, and debunks the, the story when in fact there's every reason to believe that it actually happened and the cover up was because they don't want to start sowing divisions and and I'm sure a lot of pressure was brought to bear. Yeah, no question about that. On the subject of not knowing what to believe and what not to believe, uh, I, I read an article this week that Israel is um, isolated by the United States when it comes to certain parts of the Iran deal. Now, th- that would seem hard to believe because I think it's all in print now and generally available to anybody who wants it. Are there annexes to this deal that Israel would not be aware of that may not be in the official printed word that was released? Yes, there are uh, parts of this which are not r- released. Uh, the, the IEA uh, side letters that were mentioned this week, this past week, and revealed this past weekend, much to the consternation of many members of Congress, and the first Secretary Kerry said he hadn't seen them and he hadn't read them, and because they're secret agreements, I guess he, he's not given access to them. But their significance is, uh, is indubitable because they, they go to the heart of two key issues. One, the PMDs, which I'm sure by now everybody has heard about, nobody knows what it stands for. It's possible military dimensions. Some say it's past military dimension. Others have other formulations, but it is uh, possible. And it means trying to ascertain what did the Iranians do in the past, because if you want to create a baseline against which to measure what has happened since, then you have to know what they've done. And 
all along, the American position, the, the P5 plus one, was that they had to reveal everything and there would be common knowledge, and then they would, the inspectors would be able to go in with that, armed with that information and be able to judge if anything else has happened. Uh, he, he, what they did, in fact, is not to include any of that in the agreements, but it's a side agreement reached between the IEA, the International Atomic Energy Agency, and Iran, uh, that uh, says that they will provide certain information, and in the circumstances, uh, it's, it's quite compromised. The second part was, uh, other than the, the PMDs, is about the access to Parchin. Parchin is a base where, for many years, the IEA has sought access, and it's, it, it's believed to be the place where they weaponized, they did the experimentation for weaponization, which means fitting a bomb to, to delivery system, a missile, whatever, uh, but in being able to have the triggers uh, for it, so you have explosive devices involved. And the Iranians put six layers of concrete over the place after taking off the top three, four feet or more of the topsoil because clearly they were trying to remove any traces of radioactivity, meaning uranium and being involved. They poured the concrete over it. They did other things. People have been barred from it. And now they're saying the agreement supposedly says something to the effect that, that the, the um, Iranians will take the samples and they will bring it to the IEA, <laughs> which many have likened to a drug addict <laughs> being told, go home. And bring us a sample. Right. Bring us the sample. We'll so Congress, okay, I, I don't want to overstate this, and then again, I need you to put it in perspective. Congress is basically, and I know there's other factors also, and more importantly maybe, you know, those who care about the security of Israel are, are you know, thinking about it in this regard, but Congress is basically voting on an agreement where that, that they've, they never will have been treated to 100% of what is in that agreement, right? Basically, we're, we have to assume that whenever Congress does vote on it, and whenever it comes to this final crescendo, they likely will not have voted on every one of the points that's included in the agreement between the P5 plus 1 and Iran. Well, they'll, they'll be voting on the, the document that was given to them, right. which we have all seen. But remember, you also have the um, and this is something we just found uh, this weekend. Uh, this week, uh, in examining the UN resolution, uh, United Nations resolution, and we saw there are certain provisions. You know, the the infamous five years and eight years mm-hmm. for the for the, uh, a limitation on conventional weapon sales to Iran, and the eight years on ballistic missile parts, etc. Well, it turns out none of this is in the Chapoa in the joint agreement. It's only in the UN resolution, and the UN resolution has different provisions than people were told. And also, it says that nothing in this document is related to the the uh, joint in the UN resolution is related to the joint agreement, which is something also members of Congress did not realize and did not know. Right. So. When you're right, they're voting on the deal that they have, which is not necessarily all of the deal. We don't know what other understandings, and that's what members of Congress keep pressing, and they're told there are no more secret understandings, no more secret agreements. They were told there were none before the revelation about these two uh, things with the IEA, but they'll say, look, it's not us, it's the IEA. They have it with many countries. Yeah, but not in the circumstances like this. So Congress will vote in September, and people should remember that. That it's, we have to sustain this till September, um, 
and that they will be voting on the specific arrangements unless you know other things come up yeah uh i guess i'll end up asking you this every week um you know, compared to seven days ago, a different strategy when it comes to dealing with members of the House and members of the United States Senate? Anything different than last week that you would or would not do as somebody who's concerned and wants the security of the United States and Israel at the forefront? Well, the one thing I would not do, and have urged the administration in particular not to do, and that is to say that those who oppose it uh, favor war. Mm. That's not, and the, the only option to this deal is to go to war with Iran. Right. That is a false dichotomy. There are other options, not just because the French officials said it, but because many others have begun to look at this. If you look at what uh, Real Ad- Admiral uh, Stavridis, who used to be the NATO Supreme Allied Commander, and now is dean of uh, the Fletcher School at Tufts, uh, he his comments into Congress and and, and expressing. Um, his opposition to many of the talking points that the administration has used to, to sell it. And he, he said he, the key issue is the verification. Uh, he said it's starting to resemble Swiss cheese. He can <laughs> drive a truck through some of the holes, he told uh, Congress. And he, he talked about in detail about some of the concerns, but clearly is not because he wants to see a war, but because he believes that this deal is no good. And then General Dempsey, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs, uh, um, a very strong testimony, also expressing his reservations and his concerns about um, about the deal, and and said that denied that at any time did it come up that without a war, without a deal, we risk even more war in the Middle East. And he flatly denied it in the testimony at the Senate, and he said no time did that come up, nor did I make that comment, which allegedly had been attributed to him as well. And he goes on to to raise concerns about um, uh, the sale of parts, the, the ballistic missile, other things being, and what the release of money, which the administration now says is not 150 billion, but would be 50 to 60 billion, which is in banks worldwide. Although I think that the larger number includes other resources, not just the money that's being held in escrow, uh, and others who estimate that it could go even uh, much higher. So he says that the funds will be used to fund the country's malign activities, he called it, including support for Assad and fund the Hezbollah and Hamas and uh, all sorts of uh, other activities. And I interviewed somebody last night on the, about the, um, on the issue of Latin America, and they talked about how the expansion of Iranian activities there will be augmented by the inflow uh, of funds. So bottom line is that we're not in the same place we were last week. We had a, a day of lobbying by 700 people. Many delegations have gone beyond that to, to Washington, have talked to the members of Congress. Some have come out, some in favor of the deal, some opposed to the deal. I think people should monitor that. And before anybody comes out uh, in the coming weeks, now that the members of Congress will be coming home, to please make sure you visit them, that you, you uh, hear their views, that you invite them to gatherings at, uh, in a home or in a synagogue or in a community center, so that the members of Congress have to explain their thinking, what they're going to do, is it should be done responsibly, and it's not a pers- personal battle against anyone. Uh, people can differ on issues, but because of the significance of this, you have uh, uh, about a month 
but many of the people will be on, many of the members go on vacation during that time. So make sure you make an appointment, put, bring together a group of people, read the material, know what you're talking about, and go and talk to them about what they're going to do. And don't be, uh, and be very careful about tone. If there's one thing we know, it's that some public officials resented the tone of the gathering in New York City. You mentioned that. Uh, that you questioned some of the tone that's uh, been out there and some of the rhetoric. It's got to be done with great respect. It's got to be done with calm and uh, showing the seriousness of it and not flying off the handle, so to speak. So people should be very careful about that. Exactly. It, you know, the, this is not going to end with this bill. We have to think about the day after. We have to think about how we um, uh, how we will relate to people afterwards and the ongoing concerns that we all have and are working on. America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listener sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial, broadcasting live from the Sonia and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey. Around the world on the web, jmnam.org. Malcolm Honlines with us on this era of Shabbos Nachamu. He's executive vice chairman of the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations. Big special greeting to those tuned in around the world on the NSN app. By the way, an app commenter says that Dory Gold this week referred to our Sunni Arab allies. And this listener asks if Sunni Arab states overtly could cooperate if there is an Iran strike led by Israel. What's your reaction to that? Good question. Uh, it was actually done at a meeting of the Conference of Presidents, and we hosted uh, Dory and... And I, I mention this because it's really important to understand that in Israel, it's cross-the-board opposition amongst the political parties. Amos Yadlin would have been the defense minister had labor won. He's the head of the Institute for Studies at, uh, in Tel Aviv, and he's a highly respected analyst. He was one of the pilots who bombed Osirak uh, and later became head of military intelligence. A, la- a labor official, uh, obviously Dory is associated with the Likud, and yet their message was the same about the concerns on this deal. Could be difference in nuance, difference in tone, but fundamentally uh, on the same page. And Dory, in his remarks, talked about our Sunni allies, referring uh, to some in the region who now associate much more with Israel because they feel alienated from the West. They, they are livid about this agreement. They don't tend to grandstand it and uh, unfortunately don't make their views known as public. Uh, but I know what they say privately. I know what many Arab leaders and others have said to me. So the um, uh, uh, the comment that he made is, uh, I think, a very uh, appropriate description of, of an interesting side development in this saga. And can it go that far? Is it possible down the road that if there's military action they could participate? Or we just don't know at this point. Well, they're not going to participate openly. I I think I told you that a year ago an Arab leader said to me, we pray for Israel, we'll condemn them, but we pray for them, meaning to to take on, quote, the enemy. And the enemy is Iran. And so for the time being, and and no one should be fooled that this represents a long-term change, we don't know. But for now, certainly, look at the relationship with Egypt, look at the cooperation against Hamas, what they're doing about the Sinai and about Gaza together. Because it's a common interest. It doesn't mean that the, the government has all of a sudden switched and become so pro-Israel, but CC is a pragmatist. He has cooperated. Israel has helped him a great deal, too, and the stability of Egypt is, is an interest of Israel. Um, but you see also some of the changes in other Arab quarters. 
uh, I've come to realize that Israel's the source of stability, not instability. Yeah, uh, I got to ask you about Jonathan Pollard because so many people <clears throat> have asked me to ask you I, at this point because initially uh, you, I think, rightfully so, you know, said that we got to be very careful. Anything could happen between now and November. Is it still anything could happen between now and November, or is there less hesitation about discussing his imminent release? Um. Well, I think that it's changed this week with the uh, statement by the uh, parole commission, the three people on the parole board unanimously voted to, to release him. That is the formal action that we were waiting for. Right. Uh, and the date is November. Uh, to do it earlier, I think, needs the presidential commutation. And it will need it for also for... The um, if if he's going to be allowed to leave right now, at least for five years, he's, he's not allowed to leave the country. And that will, you're confident, be strictly enforced. Right now, that will be enforced, and I think Jonathan right now will, will probably just uh, will come. I, I, I heard that it will come to New York, maybe someplace else. One of the things I think he and they want to avoid is a big productions when he gets out. I think he wants and recognize the importance of low-keying it. Um, and all the well-meaning people should keep that in mind and follow whatever he uh, he says and decides. But we have several months till till we face it. And his lawyers have done a great job, Elliot Lauer, uh, Jack Summerman, and others. Um, and uh, this is something we've all been deeply involved and interested in. I think now we should let it go because I think there will be efforts to build up opposition to it. Uh, as you know, there are still many in the government, and they exploit this and, and use this for anti-Israel propaganda purposes. Uh, but as of now, uh, the deal is done. The parole it wasn't a concession. It was not something linked to the Iran deal. It's not something they gave for that, because this date was set 30 years ago when right. he was sentenced. They yeah. could have kept him there longer. They could go beyond that if, they, if the parole board had turned it down. But they didn't, thank God, and uh, he will be let out. Yeah. I, I guess I'll wait the three and a half months to to ask you more about this publicly, but um, but we'll, I'm sure we'll talk more about this process as we get closer and closer, and hopefully for him it'll go by very quickly. I think these things tend not to at this stage, but hopefully for him, in fact, they will. Um, is is Turkey becoming the United States staging area against ISIS? What what exactly is happening? How is the rest of the Middle East reacting? Uh, to the U.S. setting things up for a continued battle with ISIS in Turkey? Well, th- this is uh, a very complicated and long-term issue because uh, Erdogan, the crazy leader of Turkey, um, has been playing games with ISIS. He could have blocked them early on. He did not. When they went using Iran and Turkey as a way to get into Syria, and uh, whether they made money, whether whatever other reasons, uh, because it was anti-Assad and they wanted to bring down Assad, they played games with it. But the um, but now uh, all of a sudden they see that Tur- that the ISIS was threatening Turkey, was creating uh, in- uh, incidents across the border in Turkey, and the influx of refugees. So they trying to seal the border now. Uh, but the problem they run into is that you also have the Kurds there, and the Kurds have been a very effective fight force against the uh, ISIS yet. But you know that Turkey has a long-standing battle with them and fears an independent Kurdistan. Uh, the PKK, which was a terrorist organization designated by, I guess, the West as well, um, 
which is now uh, playing a key key role in the fight against the ISIS uh, forces. Um, And so Turkey, in in some of their activities, have also bombed uh, Kurdish locations. And uh, the Kurds are now in the best position they've ever been to get some sort of autonomy or recognition, especially in, in, you know, they are spread in in Iraq and Iran and Turkey and Syria uh, and would like to carve out a state between them. The countries obviously would oppose that, but there's a real potential. They've, they've gained autonomy in Iraq. They have some of the oil areas under their control, and they have proven to be the effective uh, fighters when given enough equipment. So the Turkey's position is really based on its own self-interest. It was from first a supporter of Assad, then they went against Assad, now they want to bring down Assad uh, for their interests. And remember that they also have hegemonic designs on the region, which, uh, and he, he has had a lot of setbacks domestically. There's talk about going to another election, and the Kurds were the ones who switched their allegiance uh, away from the AKP, his party, and denied him the majority, the supermajority he wanted in order to change the Constitution and install himself as a president with really great powers. Well, they didn't like the fact that he was affiliated with so many radicals, right? That uh, er- Erdogan yeah. is, is, um, plays games with everybody, and for, for a long time he was uh, the person the president most often spoke to amongst foreign leaders. I know that has uh, changed. The man is a is certifiably nuts, and he's, he says crazy things. He still engages in anti-Semitic and anti-Israel uh, vehement rhetoric, and so do other officials in, in his government. So Turkey, which was not long ago an ally of Israel, has, uh, you know, the relationship is very contentious. But, that, but this leads to a bigger question. If the United States wants a greater military presence against ISIS, right, if they want to take them on more head-on than they have in, in, you know, until this point. Is Turkey a key for them? Are there other countries that are more important for them to, you know, to set up as a staging area, so to speak? What would... With the U.S.? Yeah. But Turkey is the, is the only border country that... Um, and within the proximity, so that the, the, their base is a good staging ground for American flights going into areas along the, the Turkish border closer to... To, to Turkey and northern Syria, so it's it's strategically a uh, very key place. Obviously, they can fly from uh, others, but the logistics become more complicated. All right, is there going to be a uh, a ramped up military effort by the United States against ISIS? I think so, but it's it's pretty intense now. I mean, you have bombings going on all the time, and uh, but it's it's the forces on the ground. They can only play support role to the forces on the ground, which are primarily, as I said, Kurdish and a few others. Uh, and there and there's fighting going on in so many areas. Remember, Syria is not a small country, and uh, you have um, and you have contending forces. You have al-Qaeda, you have Hezbollah, you have the rebels, you have different rebel groups there, and uh, ISIS, of course, so it's a mess. <laughs> it certainly is. Why is it always so hard to get confirmation about Samir Kuntar and whether he was really taken out or not? Uh, probably because there are plenty of them <clears throat> around. They keep a supply of Samir Kuntars, <laughs> but they, Israel took out a car. I think that he was one of the targets. They killed five people. There were three uh, Druze uh, rebel leaders, radicals associated with Assad terrorists uh, uh, amongst them. And... Um, 
Sami Kuntar, who was in Israel's hands and released, uh, has been responsible for the deaths of a lot of people, and he's been an ongoing target. Uh, we know what happened today in Israel. This uh, arsonist who suspected in the attack that killed a uh, Palestinian toddler, as the New York Times puts it. We also know what happened yesterday in uh, in Yerushalayim. The stabbing, the multiple stabbings that took place. Uh, you know, I, 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 how do I put it? I, um, I don't see the benefit of radical behavior and uh, and extreme. Acts that lead to um, uh, to murder and violence. I, I don't see how any of this ever benefits uh, the Jewish people or the people of Israel in the big picture. It, it only doesn't help by any definition, but it's extremely detrimental. It has to be condemned by everyone, by everyone, and especially those who take a strong position on territorial issues should be out there, because this hurts the cause more than anything virtually that could happen. Uh, you see how the Europeans, the world, and this gives them an excuse to try and demand additional steps be taken, you know, maybe by outside intervention uh, when you've had a series of, of, of these attacks. And the fact that the Arabs uh, carry out many more attacks than this and responsible for all sorts of acts of violence is not an answer to it. And Israel will always be held to a different standard. And the fact that it could be a, some lone guy or some small cell that... Uh, uh, of uh, extremists and crazy people who, who carry this out, um, it, the price paid by will be paid by all of Israel and by Israel standing in the world. And you will see the reactions uh, today from the Europeans, from the other Arab countries, uh, because of the death of this child. And, and there's just no justification for it. It's when people, you know, take the law into their own hands. And uh, I hope people will speak out about it. The um, uh, you know, there's, there are a lot of things that happen. You know, how involved we've been with Harazasim, with the Mount of Olives, and seeing the terror attacks there. Uh, we've seen uh, the attacks on the railroad going on. We've seen the stabbings of, of Israelis in different places. Yeah, don't forget Harabayat this week also. And Harabayat, of course. And, and But none of that justifies. The police and the government of Israel has to do everything possible to stop it and to to bring to justice those who commit any act of, of terrorism of this kind. Mm, no question about it. By the way, earlier you mentioned the, uh, sorry to go back to uh, bounce around to this topic, you mentioned the Iranian influence in Latin America um, in the context of the uh, conversation we were having earlier. Uh, and that's in addition, I just wanted to make that point, it's in addition to everything that you've mentioned in the past about South America. Right. This is not. This is, in other words, not an isolated area. It seems that their influence just continues to spread in that part of the world. And, and think of what will happen when they get this tremendous influx of money, and will increase their ability. I, I spoke uh, last night with a, a top expert, a uh, young man that we found who, who's writing his source of information. Uh, he's a Peruvian, uh, or, no, Bolivian, but uh, quite brilliant, and now in Washington, who, who focuses just about Iran's, or primarily about Iran's infiltration. And it is so astounding that no matter how much we know and how much we think we know about it, he always has uh, more information about it. And, the, and they talk openly about their activities in Latin America, and particularly of interest to him is Mexico. But we saw it in Argentina. We see the changes in Chile, which have been pro-Israel, but uh, there's a big change there as well in the attitudes and the public opinion and, and the government. And I think they, um, 
you know, they estimate that Iran has 40,000 agents in South America. 40,000. What? Yes. And if, uh, Where are they trained? You can Google it and you can see articles about it. And they've been placed in Bolivia, Brazil, Guatemala, Nicaragua, Ecuador, Venezuela. And they're mostly uh, former interrogators and torturers and security forces and members of the Quds Force. So they train in, uh, in uh, Iran. And some of them um, are Afghanis or Lebanese, etc. And they, they're there. And, I, 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 you know, when you see the numbers, and I told you that they've opened 80 new cultural centers, which are just bases uh, for operation, and you, many of them have three, 400 people or less, but uh, you, you take the cumulative impact of this and how their network has grown and has that many agents uh, who are involved in activities and not there, you know, for pleasant purposes. And we know it started in Venezuela with Chavez, and uh, who, who was a close friend of, uh, of Iran, um, and then it went to Bolivia and the other uh, countries in that coalition, uh, uh, in which, by the way, Iran is a member. Member, I would think that they practically are chair of, of, of Bolivarian country. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was, I was going to say they should assume the chairmanship at this point, but I guess, <laughs> I guess you got to be Bolivian to do that, right? Uh, well, Bolivarian means all those countries that uh, you know. Venezuela is also Bolivarian uh, Republic or something. Yeah, it just doesn't extend to the Middle East. That's all. So now we'll have everybody rush to the books and try to remember who <laughs> Bolivar was. <laughs> yeah, the, get some good emails on that. There's likely one person in this conversation who knows. Uh, finally, um, the, the Prime Minister Netanyahu did approve after the uh, judge's ruling about the demolition of buildings in uh, in Beit El, did approve of uh, 300 new housing units. Do you agree with M.K. Chotavelli that the Netanyahu government will in fact back more settlement building? He announced it. He announced the new housing, uh, new settlement housing, and uh, no, but meaning it's going to be an aggressive push. Uh, there could be. There will be a lot of resistance coming from outside. There will be a lot of anger uh, directed at them from the uh, from the Europeans, the United States. I'm sure the UN. Everybody else will will jump on it. And usually, this means that the housing, by the way, doesn't get built from for years. It's right. just usually approvals and not actual construction. And the word was that construction has been cut back dramatically in those areas so it and it also could be in the consensus areas meaning the areas that everybody agrees will remain with israel which should be permissible even americans have said that in the past uh, that those areas uh, could remain but no doubt that it will be exploited by the way we should mention that congresswoman meng uh, yes meng came out against the deal today yes yeah, she's great uh, and that she, her people in Queens should let her know yes. how much they appreciate it. And if you don't live in Queens, you can let her know that you appreciate the, the stand she's taking. Yeah, she is great. All right, uh, Malcolm, go make your Nachamu plans, and we'll speak. Uh, have a wonderful Shabbos. We'll speak Amir Tashem next week. Malcolm Honline is Executive Vice Chairman of the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations, joins us for the weekly updates Fridays here at JM in the AM. Before we go to Rabbi Yudin, I want to give a special shout-out to our friends at OnlySimchas.com. OnlySimchas.com continues to not only inform everybody about all the big events that are going on out there, like the engagements and weddings and bar mitzvahs and bat mitzvahs and birthdays and anniversaries, graduations and everything else, and Aliyah, yeah, I think you could wish somebody a uh, wonderful Aliyah. 
if uh, they're heading to Israel uh, August 17th with Nefesh Benefesh, or any date with Nefesh Benefesh. Anyway, uh, I digress. In addition to that, they have taken on the role of really exploring the web and the world for amazing stories, great stories, heartwarming stories, including some of the stuff that goes on here, which we greatly appreciate. Uh, so check it out, onlysimchus.com, uh, completely expanded beyond the smachot, which they already, as you know, have done very, very well. 20 minutes after 8 o'clock Friday morning, we'll check in with Camp Hass coming up. They have a major event Sunday. We'll talk about that with uh, Rabbi Judah uh, coming up um, uh, toward the end of this hour, right? Yeah, I believe so. <laughs> uh, this time each and every Friday, every Erev Shabbos, with great pleasure, we present Rabbi Benjamin Uden, spiritual leader of Congregation Shomrei Torah in uh, Fairlawn, New Jersey, to address the entire listening audience concerning the Torah portion of the week. Good morning, Rabbi Yudin. Good morning, Nachum. Good Erev Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Parshas for Eschanan. Parshas for Eschanan, according to the Chinuch, contains 12 mitzvos, 8 positive, and 4 restrictions. Let's not forget... This Shabbos has a special designation. It takes that designation from the Haftorah, and that is Nachamu, Nachamu Ami, the Navi Yeshaya, literally promises consolation for the Jewish nation, and the Torah portion of the week, Parshas Eschanan literally embraces the Jewish people after their experience of Tisha B'Av. I just wish to begin by dedicating today's Dvar Torah, wishing a Refuah Shlema to Chaim Nasan Ben Esther, a complete and total Refuah Shlema. Now, as I was saying, interestingly, Last week, Shabbos Chazon, we had but two mitzvos, and both of those were directed towards the judges <clears throat> within the community. Here, in this week's parsha, we have the basics and the loving embrace of mitzvos, such as <clears throat> the mitzvah of Shema Yisrael, namely, the oneness of God, the Ohafta Es Hashem Lukecha, the mitzvah to love God, the mitzvah of Talmud Torah, which connects the Jewish people to Hashem, the mitzvah of reciting Shema every morning and every night, Tfilin of the hand, Tfilin of the head, the mitzvah of Mezuzah, and the parsha concludes with the prohibition against intermarriage. What a rich Parsha. In addition, today is a very special day. Today is Tuba'av, the 15th day of the month of Av. And the conclusion of the long opening Mishnah at the fourth chapter of Ta'anis tells us the following that first it goes through the tragic events of Shavasa Batamuz and then the tragic events of Tish'a B'Av.
But rather than end on a sad note, the Mishnah concludes with the teaching of Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel, who says, There were no happier days than the 15th day of Av and Yom HaKippurim. And on these days, and we don't usually look upon Yom Kippur as a day of Shiduchim, of making matches and working our way towards marriage, but on Yom Kippur and on today, on Tu Ba'av, the girls would dance and the boys would come and that would ensue in Shiduchim. And please God, matching up the boys and girls leading to marriages within the Jewish people. So the Talmud in the Gemara Tanis on 30b says it's understandable that Yom Kippur is such a happy day because after all this is the day that we receive slicha umachila atonement and moreover it's the day that we receive the second set of tablets luchos shneos the first ones were broken and the second ones Moshe brings down on Yom Kippurim. however Tuba'av what kind of a special day is this, and why does it lead towards Shiduchim? So, the Gemara gives us no less than six different answers to this question. The first one is, this is the day, that the tribes were permitted to intermarry. What does that mean? It means that specifically we were taught regarding the daughters of Tzlavchad, that they who had no brothers and inherit their father and get land in the land of Israel, as the members of their tribe approached Moshe in Parshas Masay and said, wait a second, if these girls are going to marry men from other tribes, then the land of Manasseh will eventually go to the other tribes. Moshe agrees based upon the divine response and says, ladies, you've got to marry within your tribe. This law of a daughter who inherited her father had to marry within her respective tribe, the Talmud tells us was lifted on to Ba'av based upon the uh, diuk, the understanding of the Torah that says specifically, Zeadavar, this is the law which was spoken to and in regard to Benos Slavchad and not for future generations, thus increasing the pool that girls have those who inherited to marry men from any tribe. Hence the response of Shiduchim on this day. Secondly, the Talmud tells us that there was a very tragic event in Jewish history whereby in the book of Judges, the book of Shoftim, not Parsha Shoftim, but in the book of Judges chapter 21, you have the sad incident of the Pelegish Begiva, whereby there was literally a civil war in Israel against the tribe of Benjamin, and they took an oath at that time, saying we will not allow our daughters to marry men of Benjamin which for all practical purposes would have meant the end of a tribe. Once again, 
this vow was lifted the next generation on to Ba'av. The third phenomena that took place on to Ba'av is Rabbi Yochanan teaches the day on which they stopped dying in the desert. As a result of the sin of the spies, Hashem said that you will spend the next 40 years in Eretz Yisrael. 600,000 men between the ages of 20 and 60 were to die. They died literally every year, the Talmud tells us, 15,000 of them on the night of Tisha B'Av. Literally, they dug their own graves. And in the morning, they didn't know who would be dying. In the morning, Moshe would say, okay, arise, those, the living from amidst the dead, and those who woke up that, and got up on that Tisha B'Av morning, knew that they had another year of of a lease on life. In the last year, the 15,000 that were left, again, dug their graves, said goodbye to their families, and expected to die. They did not die that night, and they repeated it for the next several nights, thinking they had miscalculated, until they saw the full moon on the 15th of Av, Tuba Av, and they realized that Hashem had, A, forgiven them for the sin of the spies, B, uh, forgiven them and allowed this 15,000 to enter the land of Israel, and hence the celebration. The fourth phenomena which occurred is, the Talmud tells us, this is the day that the king of Israel, Hoshea ben Elah, removed the roadblocks that Yeruvim ben Nevat had placed, forbidding the Jewish people, the ten tribes over which he became the king, from going Pesach, Shavuot, Sukkos to Yerushalayim. He was afraid that if they would go to Yerushalayim, to the Pesach Migdash, they would join with Rechavon, the king of Yehuda. So he forbade the Jewish people of his ten tribes to go. These roadblocks were lifted on to Ba'av, hence the celebration. The fifth factor which occurred on this day was that this is the day that the Harugei Betar, the hundreds of thousands of Jews who died in Betar as a result of the Bar Kokhba rebellion against the Romans in approximately the year 135, the Romans were so mean, they did not allow the Jews to bury their dead. This maintained itself for approximately two and a half years, and a miracle occurred. Hatov, God is good, Shelo Hisrichu, the bodies did not decompose and give off not only a stench but disease. native and God is good that Nitanlikvura they were ultimately given to burial. This took place on to Ba'av. Interestingly, our fourth blessing 
of Birkas HaMazon, Hatov HaMetiv, commemorates this event. I don't have the time now to connect the dots. You might want to talk about it at your Shabbos table this evening, why we include in the Birkas HaMazon, thank you Hashem, not only for the food, not only for Eretz Yisrael, not only for the kingdom of David and the Beis HaMikdash, but for this miracle of the Haruge Beitar. And the sixth phenomena which occurred on Tuba Av is that this was the das, last day that they accepted the donations for wood that would be needed for the Mizbeach in the Beis Hamigdash. The wood had to be especially dry and devoid of any worms, and therefore, this being the midpoint of the summer, the 15th of Av, after this day, it starts getting cooler and you can no longer accept the wood it being more worm infested and the celebration of having the sufficient wood for the um, uh, Karbanos in the Beis Migdash is the last point. What might be a common thread that goes through all these phenomena? I'd like to suggest something that I heard years ago driving in Eretz Yisrael and I was so excited. It's not pshat, but it's beautiful drash and that is as follows. In the L'chod Dodi that we're going to say tonight, so the paragraph begins, Hisna'ari me'ofar kumi, shake off the dust from yourselves the Payaton is saying, the poet is saying, Rabbi Shlomo Akabitz, to the Jewish people, Kumi, arise, basically speaking about the future, when Moshiach is going to come, and our uh, redemption is close by. Livshi Bigdei Sefarteich, literally, Dan, put on your clothes of splendor, my people. That's the literal interpretation. I'd like to share with you what I heard, and it's beautiful. And that is, Livshi Bigdei Sifarteich, literally, Don, your clothes of splendor, colon, what are your clothes of splendor? Ami, my people. When the people of Israel is connected to the land of Israel. That is the splendor of the Jew. Nachamu, nachamu, kolin, ami. When our people are together. Remember, Loalinu, we sat on the ground, right, less than a week ago, on Tisha B'Av, because of sinas chinam, because of the divisiveness within our people. We pray for ami, the togetherness. And that's, I believe, an interesting common thread that goes through all. The first two had to do with expanding the pool of marriages, right? The Noslavchad, the uh, incident of Pilegesh Begiva, Binyamin. Now listen carefully. The Talmud teaches in the first chapter of Brachos, Kol HaMesameach Chosam V'Kala, 
Whoever literally makes happy and gladdens and participates in the joy of a bride and groom, Kilubana is like they built Achas Yerushalayim, one of the rooms of Jerusalem. Why? Because by building Jewish families, you are literally building the Jewish people, you're building Jerusalem. It's one and the same. And therefore, the first two, which focus on a greater chance of creating Shiduchim was responded with this day being a day of Shiduchim. The third point, namely that they stopped dying in the uh, in the Midbar, so once again it shows that God forgave them for their sin of turning their back on Eretz Yisrael. Just as Yom Kippur marks the time of the forgiveness of the sin of the golden calf, here we have forgiveness for the sin of the spies, the Maraglim, which was a turn of their backs onto the land of Israel. Once again, the Kedushas Eretz Yisrael is being united to the people. The fourth one, namely, removing the roadblocks, is very clearly the whole purpose of Eretz Yisrael is to bring us close to God, which took place especially on Pesach, Shavuos, and Sukkos, and therefore Kedushas HaMokom of Eretz Yisrael, and the binding of the Jew to his land is what ensues therefrom. Number five is the burial of the Jew in Eretz Yisrael. In the Kino that we said on Tisha B'Av of Sion Halo Tishali, so Rabbi Yehuda Levi says so powerfully, Chayene Shamot Avir Artsecha, literally the life of your soul, the infusion, the literally oxygen for your soul is Avir Artsecha, is the oxygen, the air that we breathe in Eretz Yisrael. The commentaries say it refers to Tchiyas HaMesim in Eretz Yisrael. The Gemara Baba Basra tells us in Kuf Nun Ches 158, Avira to Eretz Yisrael. Machkim, that the very environment of Eretz Yisrael Israel gives us additional wisdom, and so an, an additional connection. We try to have a connection to Eretz Yisrael by living there, but there's even that additional connection of a chiperad maso amo of being buried there. And finally, the last one of the wood, giving the final touch, so to speak, to the Beis Amigdash, the ultimate purpose of Eretz Yisrael. The parsha ends with Losis Chatein, the prohibition against intermarriage, which is literally the antithesis of what we've been speaking about. Just know that Lo'olenu, intermarriage affects not only the persons, the individuals involved, that are unfortunately disassociating and disconnecting themselves from Klal Yisrael, from the community of Israel, but it has a negative effect upon the community itself. Therefore, a reminder to all of us, the strength of our Jewish people comes. Nachamu, nachamu, ami. When we are united, 
as a people. And therefore, I wish everyone a very special, exciting Shabbos Nachamu that we should each participate and enjoy the connect connection with one another, the love for one another, the love for Eretz Yisrael, which in turn is going to help us bring about speedily in our day the ultimate Geula. Shabbat Shalom to all. JM and the AM Friday, Erev Shabbos Nachamu, Erev Shabbos Parshas V'Eschanan. Big thank you to Rabbi Yudin. It is Tubav. That's right, we're celebrating Tubav. Here at JM in the AM, and we have a very special guest with us live via telephone. Those of you who were tuned in when we were up at Camp Hask a couple of weeks back, you heard that this coming Sunday, August 2nd, is the Camp Hask Experience. They have an amazing lineup of entertainment, a whole bunch of stuff that's going to be going on in camp, and it's Nachamu weekend. A lot of people are going to be up in the Catskills, and if you're listening up in the Catskills, or if you're listening in the city, or wherever you are, you are invited to participate starting at 10 a.m. this coming Sunday. Rabbi Judah Michelle is with us live via telephone. He, of course, the executive director of Camp Hask. Rabbi Judah, welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you very much. I'm joined today by our co-host, Uri Butler. <laughs> Uri's there? Yes, hi. <laughs> Rabbi Judah would not travel without his co-host, Uri Butler, that's for sure. Uh, Uri, good morning to you. So Uri would be an enthusiastic uh a person to invite everybody to the big Camp Hask experience for this Sunday. What's the preparations been like, Rabbi Judah? I'm sure the camp is gearing up for a great day Sunday. We're ready for an unbelievable day. We're ready to welcome family, friends, alumni, um, visitors, guests, uh, supporters. It's going to be an unbelievably meaningful and fun day for everybody. They're talking about great weather. That's a special bonus, of course, and the special ruach, the special spirit of Camp Hask will be evident as people walk around, enjoy the carnival and all the different uh, uh, activities and family softball games and pony rides, all different things you're going to be doing. Now, Rabbi Judah Michelle, it's no secret that when it comes to Hask events, especially Hask community events, Jewish music is normally a very big part of it. Will there be a Jewish music component this coming Sunday? There's going to be an unbelievable concert right in the middle of campus. Looking out the window and there's a large stage that's set up here outside festival style nice um we're gonna have uh, actually one of our one of our camp alum morty shapiro is gonna be playing is gonna yeah. be singing i saw him last night he's doing great out there uh, he's great uh ellie marcus is gonna be with us Ooh. um we call him the other ellie marcus <laughs> my, my brother-in-law is ellie marcus also <laughs> he got you from ratio <laughs> so ellie marcus is gonna be with us we have a, a 10-piece band uh, Shmuley Mode's production. Man. And, uh, Lipa Schmelzer. Lipa! Lipa himself. All over the place. Lipa himself is going to be invading Camp Hask on Sunday. Yeah, and when Lipa shows up, he, he goes all the way. Oh, he goes all out. Believe me, everybody out. will know he's there, I can tell you that much. <laughs> it's an explosive combination when you bring, uh, Lipa to Camp Hask. It's, they, really, it's something to see. So they're calling it the Camp Hask Experience for alumni, friends, and family this coming Sunday. You're invited to come and experience the happiest place on earth this coming Sunday between 10 and 2 on Parksville Road in Parksville, New York. What do people do? Do they need to make a reservation? Do they need to visit a website? What do people need to do, Rabbi Judah Michelle? All the information is, is on our is on our uh, website at experience.campask.org. Okay. Um, the main thing is to show up, to come with your A game, come ready to be inspired, come ready to be uh, to be to be swept off your feet, watching 
the counselors and campers go through uh, go through their day. There's uh, activities uh, for campers. It's a it's a day in camp for right. for all the individuals with special needs here. Um, the pools are going to be open, and there's going to be uh, art and activities and sports throughout the day. Um, gives people a little, an opportunity to catch a glimpse as to the, the the beautiful work that's taking place here, the incredible helping, uh, and all the love that uh, that just permeates every single inch of this place. It's really something extraordinary. It gives people from the outside, so to speak, an opportunity to see what goes on uh, on the inside. There's a there's a catered lunch that everybody's invited to. Um, that uh, that we have set up up in the gym. The day starts at 10 o'clock in the morning. We open up the gates. The music is around 1 o'clock. Um, it's just a, it's just an unbelievable day. Where will be pull, where will people be able to purchase Camp Hask Experience raffles for that big trip to Israel? Uh, it's available online. Two round trip tickets to Eretz Israel, uh, an Apple Watch. It's uh, it, it's online at theexperience.camphask.org. Okay. Um, all the proceeds go toward helping our scholarship fund uh, and enabling the magic to continue over here. Uh, plus, I assume they'll be able to buy in camp as well. Yeah, all day we'll have people here. It's, uh, it, it was, last year was unbelievable. We had close to 1,000 people here. Uh, it was just an unbelievably fun and exciting day. Um, it's a day for, for alumni who haven't been to camp in a while to come see uh, all, the, uh, all the amazing growth and the new programming that's taking place here. It's an opportunity for parents of staff members to come and enjoy the nachas uh, and to see the incredible, uh, just incredible achievements that, the, that their children and their siblings. And, and it's an opportunity for, for the entire community to come be a part of, uh, of, of, the, of this camp and this organization that's, uh, that's really fulfilling a shlichut on behalf of the Jewish people. How hard have Avi Stoller and Bela Mandelbaum worked on this event? Uh, they're full throttle, full throttle. They've worked even harder than Uri, huh? <laughs> <laughs> there he is. I hear the enthusiasm in the background, I'll tell you. I love it. That's right. Hey, that's right, Uri Butler. That's right, Uri Butler. All right, man. Leap <laughs> Could you imagine Lipa's visiting Hask? It's all this Sunday, everybody. Great music, catered lunch, family softball, pony rides, uh, inflatable park, exciting carnival, and, of course, as we said, the concert featuring Lipa. Camp Hask Sunday. It's open to the public. Enjoy the experience. Go to the website for the raffle tickets and all the information, experience.camphask.org, experience.camphask.org. Grab my Judah Michelle. Have a wonderful Shabbos Nachamu up at Camp Hask. Good Shabbos, good Shabbos. We're looking forward to welcoming everybody up here. Thank you. Bezrat Hashem. It's going to be an amazing day Sunday. More coming up Friday morning. Erev Shabbos, Nachamu at JM in the AM. Nachamu, Nachamu, Amin. Yomar Elokechem. Nachamu, Nachamu, Amin. Yomar Elokechem. Give me a hominy.
See my sweetest friends. Says Nachem and Nachem Ami. Console my people. Don't ever stop consoling them. And then it says, Dabru Alev Yerushalayim. Speak into the heart of Yerushalayim. And call unto her. You know, sweetest friends, sometimes a person is so desperate for consolation. Sometimes a person is so desperate for one good word that when you want to give it to them, they run away. Can you imagine Mashiach would walk in right now? Most of us would just run through the window. Couldn't believe it. I want it so much, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. So he says, Tabu, Alev Yerushalayim. When she runs away, don't stop. Run after her. Keep on crying loud. It's true, it's true. Yeah, I know it's so true. Sometimes you want to talk to your children, they're crying. They run away. Because they're waiting for Mashiach so desperately. Give me how many one more time. Rip Shlomo Kalbach. Friday morning broadcast. It's JM in the AM. Again, a mazel tov to Gabriella and Yitzchak Menlowitz. The wedding was spectacular last night. What an array of Jewish music performers came out. What a tremendous chevra in the world of Jewish music. Just uh, wonderful people. And uh, it was just a great celebration. Mazel tov from all of us here at JM in the AM. want to wish a mazel tov to uh, Ellie Weingast. Ellie is celebrating his offer of this coming Shabbos. To Karen and Matis, the whole family, we say mazel tov. To the Weingast and Engelmeyer families, mazel tov. It's always extra special when you know both sides of a simcha, and that makes this one as special as it is, even more extra special. want to wish a mazel tov to the uh, Zitzer family. Yehuda's offer of this Shabbos. And uh, we look forward to participating with them on the Lower East Side of Manhattan at the Young Israel. To um, uh, to Michelle and David, who are amazing people. Ask anybody 
in the Lower East Side community, and they'll be at the top of the list of amazing people. Uh, can't wait to celebrate with them tomorrow. From Stacy and myself and the whole family to Yehuda and the entire family, Mazalto from all of us here at JM in the AM. Uh, it's two Bob on this era of Shabbos. Mayor Fertig will be here Monday. I'll be back Tuesday. Next week is such a great week for us here at JM in the AM. Wednesday, we get to participate without, without riding. We get to participate in one of the great events in the Jewish world, and that is the bike for Chai. I'm going to have to ride a bike. How great is that? <laughs> we'll be there Wednesday morning. They are close. They're at four point, four point nine eight, I believe it was. Four point nine eight million dollars so far. Uh, they were under fifteen thousand away from five million about two hours ago. So an incredible effort. We look forward to Wednesday. Then Thursday we'll be there live on the web when uh, we get to the uh, when everyone gets to the world's greatest finish line. Really looking forward to that. Candle lighting at 7.52 on this era of Shabbos with 74 degrees, sunshine, and a high of 92. Looks like great weather for Nachamu. By the way, I saw Sam Gross last night at the wedding. Sam tells me that there are members of the extended Gross family in both Massachusetts and Pennsylvania that are tuned into JM and the AM on a regular basis. So I want to give them a special shout-out, and I thank you. And to everybody listening on the NSN app from around the world, we say thank you. From all of us here at JM in the AM. Time to say good job as it's journeys at JM in the AM. Oh, it's time to say the 
Israel and Achim, our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard and listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial, broadcasting live from the Sonia and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey. Around the world on the web, jmnam.org. Wraps up a uh, great week here at JMNAM. Again, thank you to Robert and Mayer for taking over earlier in the week. Much appreciated. Mayor Fertig will be here Monday. I'll be in the rest of the week, and we have a very special week coming up with the uh, Bike for Chai and all the great activities with our friends at Camp Simcha. Um, Matis, this coming Sunday with JM Sunday between 7 and 9 a.m. Make sure to be tuned in and enjoy all of our amazing programming on Saturday night as well. Naomi Nachman. With some guests from the CKCA, the, Kosher Col- the Center for Kosher Culinary Arts, an encore presentation of that program coming up next before Kedem presents our incredible Erev Shabbos music stream. Keep it at the NSN app and on jmnam.org all day long. Have a wonderful Shabbos, Nachum, a great weekend. Until next week, Nachum Siegel reminding you, remember to pass, live the present, and trust the future.